Welcome to another episode of the What We're Watching podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jenny. And today we're talking about Pretty Little Liars. Woo! This week I tried a woo instead of a yay. <laughs> Mixing it up. I like it. Yeah. This show is so inappropriate. <laughs> That's like, that was the main word that came to my mind the whole time I was watching it. I was just like, repeatedly, because I haven't seen this in so many years, I was just gasping. My mouth was open the whole time. Was it because of the Ezra Aria thing? What was it? Among other things, yes. But yes, they're, so, they're children. Like the fact that adults wrote this show <laughs> <laughs> about these children is so crazy to me. Yeah. It just didn't <laughs> like age with me, I think. You know, I, I think of all of the shows that we've gone back and rewatched or the movies that we've gone back and rewatched. This is the one that I'm like, I don't think... I would sit around and like binge it now. And Same. I really thought I would. Agreed. Yeah. I was really excited to watch it again because I, I watched a lot of it a long time ago, but I didn't finish it. I didn't get even close to finishing it. And I thought that I was going to be so into it, especially after rewatching Gilmore Girls. And I have refallen down the Gilmore Girls rabbit hole. So I was ready. And I love mysteries, but no, this is not for me anymore. No, I don't think so. But I did enjoy watching the pilot. It was Same. fun. I would recommend it. Like, if you were going <laughs> to, regardless of everything I just said, like, if you're stumped on something to watch and you like mysteries, I think the first episode, if you treat it like a movie, is good. Yeah, and I want to say that I remember the first two seasons being really good. Me too. And then I think when I quit the show was when the plot line started not making sense anymore. Mm -hmm. I think they had, like, gone beyond the books and they had gotten... Crazy. Yeah. I remember that. I remember it just becoming chaos to like follow and wild things were happening. Do you know what I don't like? I don't like when a show doesn't know who the culprit is at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they didn't know who A was. And so I don't know. I don't even know who A is. So like <laughs> <laughs> because I never finished the show and I never really spoiled myself on it. Mm. But I just feel like they didn't know. And so any decisions that they made. It was like, does that even make sense anymore? Mm-hmm. Yes. I wrote a mystery pilot once. Yes, and you did. I had no idea who was responsible, and it gives that. <laughs> it gives we don't know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I wasn't saying, like, <laughs> you had an idea of, like, what could potentially happen. And yes. if, you, if you figured out the rest, then you would, like, plant the seeds. Sure, but I would hope that by the time if my pilot ever made it to television, it would be ironed out nice and tight. I was spoiled on who A was in the books, or at least the beginning of the books. They, like, extended the book series because the show did so well. Mm, I also didn't know this was based on books. Yes. Based I, everything is based on a book. I need to just assume. We need to point. just become novelists yeah. if we want our <laughs> scripts to get made. I know. It has a wild story, actually. It's based on the book series by Sarah Shepard, but she didn't come up with this from scratch. There was this publishing company, I think it's a publishing company called Alloy Entertainment, and they wanted to make a Desperate Housewives for Teens. Huh. And so they gave her the book project and said, here, you make this because you're from a small town that's like Rosewood. <laughs> So we want you to write this book. And this is where we went? This we is where went, we went to murder mystery? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think they had already figured out the plot or something, and then they gave it to her to write it. Okay. I okay. don't know how that works. No clue. 
But if any publishing house would like to give us plots of novels to write, we're happy to do it. I do better when you give me the plot anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hardest part. So yeah, going back to what I was saying about A, I think that the book knew who A was. They Mm. revealed it. And then maybe the first season or two was going along with that. Mm -hmm. But then it just got wild. Yeah, that is about where I stopped watching. Like I found out who A was and then... I feel like the plot just kind of went off the rails and all all over the place. And then I think maybe we found out that I was a different person or another person or something. Or a group of people. Yeah. yeah. So that was it for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it sure is a guilty pleasure, I guess. Yeah. It was entertaining to watch again as an adult when I really liked it as a kid, as like a teen, I guess. It, but it was different. Okay. So the logline of the show is one year after the mysterious disappearance of Allison Delorantis. Her friends believe their secrets are safe forever, but the truth may only be one text away. You can actually watch this on Hulu or Max right now. However, if you have not seen the whole show or you have not been exposed to spoilers, I would maybe try Max because I watched it on Hulu. And when I clicked watch, it brought me to the first episode of the seventh season. Oh. And then you can, you know how like when it like pulls up the latest season and you can see all the icons with all the people in it and like all the descriptions of the- Did you get spoiled? Sort of, but I already knew some things. Okay. I'm trying to be vague here, but I would maybe just either explicitly (laughs) talk into your remote that you want the first episode of the first (laughs) season or try Max maybe. I always choose Max instead anyway because I don't want the commercials. That's fair. That's actually such a good point. Unless you have, like, what is it, Hulu Premium? No, I I definitely got the ads. Yeah, we can't afford Hulu Premium. (laughs) No, please. (laughs) This show has the creepiest theme song of all time. Of all time. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh. Do you hate it? I kind of hated it. I was sitting there and I was ready for the theme to come on and I (laughs) then started singing it and Robert was in the room and he was like, okay, you're weird. (laughs) They're, like, um, prepping the body Mm -hmm. in the theme and they paint her nails in that part bothers me oh why? because they don't paint her full nail oh. they like do it weird oh the ones who know know <laughs> like this is a thing <laughs> i don't think i ever noticed that but i hated it i forgot how creepy it was and then when it came on again i was just like it is especially in the very first episode so far out of left field like because we're seeing just these high school girls in their dramatic lives and then just creepy cut in i love it Okay, so this show ran for seven seasons, which is a long time. Yeah, 2010 to 2017. And I remember when it came out in 2010, it was over the summertime, and I was watching the episodes weekly. Mm-hmm. And the pilot was, no surprise, filmed in Vancouver. I feel like all pilots are filmed in Canada. Yeah, agree. And then the rest of it was filmed at the Warner Brothers studio backlot in Burbank. Mm-hmm. And if that sounds familiar to you, that's because Gilmore Girls was also filmed there, which we talked about in our last episode. And actually, some of the sets are the same. I didn't know this. No, I had no idea. I didn't know that anyone shared sets, if I'm being totally honest. I never really thought about it. It I never noticed. I guess. So Lorelai's house is used for one or multiple of the girls' houses in the show. Like the inside, I'm guessing? The porch, especially. Huh. I don't think the inside. I don't know. Wow. And then I don't think it's in the pilot, but the Apple Rose Grill is Luke's Diner. Huh. I have never noticed that. That's crazy. Should we talk about the cast? Let's do it. 
Troyan. I really love her. I think I remember her being my favorite character, Spencer. Out of everyone, how come her career didn't blow up from this? I don't know. Because at least three of the other girls definitely did. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of her. I wonder if that was like her choice. Like she did this big show and then was ready to be done with it. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I was looking into it to see if she was in anything else. I did find out that her parents are producers. Hmm. So her dad was actually the producer creator of NCIS. Wow. And Magnum PI. Wow. Money, baby. Yeah. That's why she didn't have to keep working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then it sounds like she started doing a lot of her own film projects. Oh, that's cool. Or like indie films and stuff like that. So maybe she just wants to be on the filmmaking side. Mm. And she did direct an episode of Pretty Little Liars, I think. Cool. She gives me the same energy as Emma Watson. Oh, interesting. I don't know if that's so off base. What is it? I don't know. I'm completely projecting a whole life onto her. (laughs) Please do. Give it to me. (laughs) Where I think she's probably an activist. And I I have zero things to back that up. I've never looked her up. I don't know anything about her (laughs) at all. Other than the fact that she's married to the guy from Suits. Actually, maybe that's why. Maybe because in my head she's tied to Meghan Markle. And Meghan Markle does a lot of like now, I guess, producing and activism through the royal family. Anyway, did you watch Meghan Markle's wedding? No. Okay. Because her and her husband, who was in suits, were there. And you could, like, see them on the screen walking in with, like, Oprah and Serena Williams and, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. To be in cahoots with Meghan Markle. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, she's married to the guy from Suits. His name is what? Patrick J. Adams. Yes. And they have two kids. Also, I didn't know this, but in 1998, she was in a movie with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Wow. Can't even picture it. No. Like, talk about the opposite vibe of people in my head. (laughs) Yeah, she gives, I think it's her character in Pretty Little Liars, but she gives, like, buttoned up, preppy, kind of old money. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, Ashley Benson. She plays Hannah. I feel like she's been all over social media lately. Like, I have seen a lot of her. Have you? Yeah. Like, Like, in the last week or two. Because I think she's pregnant and engaged. Yeah, I think they just confirmed that she got married this week. Wow. Her fiancé slash husband now is Brandon Davis. I don't know who that is. Is he famous? Brandon Davis is the grandson of billionaire tycoon Marvin Davis. Mm, I was going to say, I thought that he, I did think that she was engaged to somebody that was super rich, but I didn't know if it was because of something. Interesting. She did post a very cute photo of her. I don't think she... Did she outright announce her pregnancy? I don't know, but she posted a really cute photo of her, like, holding her belly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was, like, soft launching her pregnancy or Maybe what. Maybe this is because I follow too many entertainment news sources that probably took that and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she looks happy. I just remember when she was dating Cara Delevingne. I liked them together, but it just felt like such a mess. How long were they dating? I don't remember. Four years? Six years? Long. I think it was long. Oh, wait. I'm looking. It's two years. Okay. That's long-ish. I don't know. I heard that it was like a a bumpy relationship with them. Yeah. I'm I'm like racking my brain for why I thought that, why I felt like it was so messy. And it must have just been that was the like perception from people or like that's what the entertainment news sources were saying. I don't know. They made a cute couple though. Yeah. And then we have Shay Mitchell, who plays Emily. I love Shay Mitchell. She is, I feel like, the most famous one from this show now. 
I think so, too. I mean, it's like her and Lucy Hale, probably. Yeah, true. Lucy Hale. And Ashley Benson is really famous. I don't know. The three of them all kind of blew up. Yeah, I guess so. Right now, though, probably Shay Mitchell. She's been in You and Dollface. Mm-hmm. I actually watched her YouTube channel in college. Oh, yeah. She had a YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I think she has a luggage company now, too. Okay. What was the YouTube about? Was it just about her life? Yeah. Just her life. You know, just like the classic YouTuber, what's in my bag? Get ready with me. Vlogs. That is so, like, early 2000s YouTube. <laughs> yes. And it was very, like, high production. Like... Not your average YouTuber in their bedroom, obviously, uh-huh. but I just remember being entertained because I knew who she was from the show. And she has kids. I think actually maybe that's why I started watching because I saw that she was pregnant and then she was doing a bunch of content about it, which was like not normal for famous people. So anyway. I think it's interesting that she's the one whose career has taken off the most from this because I don't know if, at least in the pilot episode, I don't know if her acting was the best. I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked her acting, actually. <laughs> I loved her character the most, though. Mm, maybe that's what. Maybe that's more what I'm thinking. She's just like a, such an adorable character. Yeah. In the, especially in the first episode, all of them are so young and so cute in this I episode. Know. I like loved seeing them. I used to think that they were so old. Same and so cool and so mature and like. I guess it's because the show came out. I was a think a freshman in high school yeah that sounds right and maybe they are but it i feel like i remember thinking that they were later in high school and like they seemed so old i think lucy hale was like 21 or something okay so So, yeah but now they look like babies i know like tiny babies she was 21 i think so i could be making that up that would make sense yeah wow speaking of lucy hale plays aria and she's another one whose career has taken off i feel like she's been in a lot of rom-coms yes i haven't seen any i of think them. so too i haven't either but i feel like i see her in trailers for them yeah and i always think oh i like her i should watch that but then i never <laughs> do <laughs> i didn't know this but her name is actually karen she's a lucy yeah she is karen lucille hale karen lucille hale the lucille hale part is very hard to say yeah and it has the same ellie yeah. at the end lucille hale <laughs> she actually played Alexis Bladell's sister in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. Wow. I do not remember that. Crazy. I know. It's funny because I, I put Alexis Bladell at the same age as all of these girls, but she's definitely older because she was playing this age in Gilmore Girls 10 years earlier. You're right. She was 19 in... When did Gilmore Girls start? 2000? Which would have been like 10 years before this. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Sasha. I don't know how to say her last name. Pieters. Pieters. Not quite sure. She plays Allison, though. Mm -hmm. I think she is the creepiest. Me too. Like, she is so creepy and mean. I don't like her at all. And sassy. (laughs) I don't like her at all. That's what I learned in this pilot. No, but I love her acting in this. Mm. It's so good. It's so intense. Do you know how old she was? No. When she filmed this pilot, she was 12 years old. No. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I am not even kidding. 12? <laughs> You're telling me Lucy Hale is 21 over here. And then this creepy, mean, controlling friend of the group is 12? I'm crying. Not even a teen. No. She was 12. I think she lied about her age to get there. This could be a rumor, but by the time they figured out her age, it was too late. They had already filmed the pilot. I am <laughs> shocked. <laughs> 
It's giving Mila Kunis. That's what she did, too, for um, that 70s show. Yeah, how old was she when she started that? I think a similar age. Very, very young. Wow. And she lied, I think, and said that she was either 16 or 18. And she was, like, 14 or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. But 12? 12 also, is child. 12 is child. She does not look 12. When I was 12, that was my awkwardest yeah. phase. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I knew that she was young, okay, because I, for a long time, followed the YouTuber Megan Ranks. I don't know if you... I've heard of her, yeah. Okay. I used to watch her YouTube videos a long time ago, and she moved to LA and got into acting, and she was friends with Sasha. Oh. I think Sasha and her were in a project together, and Sasha was getting married at the time. And I remember thinking, wow, she looks really young. And then I had looked up her age at that. This was like years ago. And I remember being really surprised by how young she was. Like she was early 20s. So I guess it makes sense. But 12. Well, how did they allow that? Wait, that means that we were older than her when we were watching it. See, that's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> Everything about the show is so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess, like, I mean, she played it perfectly, right? Like, she's talented. She, yeah, I would never know. I think they said that she was scary. Like, she scared them, and that's why they picked her. She did that. Mission accomplished. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, she originally auditioned for Hannah. So yeah, that's interesting. that would be weirder if she was, like, actually a regular part of the group this whole season when she was actually 12. Yeah. <laughs> she had to be Allison. Like, it's, yeah, because there's something perfect about Allison being, like, creepy and controlling and... Just being in these flashbacks that, like, you don't notice her age. But I think if maybe we saw her all the time and heard her talking the whole episode, maybe we would pick up on it. I still just cannot believe she's 12. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, Bianca Lawson plays Maya, who is Emily's neighbor. I completely forgot about this character. I did, too. Because mm -hmm. I don't remember if she's throughout the whole series or not. She's definitely in the first season because I remembered her once we saw her and we saw her and Emily, but I did not remember her before rewatching. But she looks really familiar. She's been in so many teen shows. Like, name a teen show she's been in it. Mm. I just was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer the other day and she was in it. And mm. I was like, wait. So that's crazy. And then she was in Sister Sister, Dawson's Creek, Secret Life of the American Teenager. I loved that show so much. So many problems, but I remember loving it too. And I forget that that show existed. <laughs> I know. And but I honestly, I want to, I, we should do an episode on that one because I would love to rewatch it. I imagine we'll trash it the entire time, but I'm ready. I love Shailene Woodley. You know what's interesting though? Actually, as I was watching Pretty Little Liars, I was like, you know, my parents hated that I watched The Secret Life of the American Teenager, and they should have hated that I watched this show, because <laughs> this show is so problematic. <laughs> and nowhere in that logic did I go, but also Secret Life of the American Teenager is inappropriate, too. <laughs> Although I'm sure it is. Uh, and also, Bianca Lawson was in The Vampire Diaries. She played Emily Bennett, and then she was in Teen Wolf, too. Hmm. Did Everything. you ever watch Teen Wolf? No. That would be a good one to do, too. Okay. Just get all of our teen supernatural shows out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we have Chad Lowe. That's Arya's dad. And when he popped up on the screen, Robert was in the room with me, my boyfriend, and he was like, why does he look like Macaulay Culkin had a baby with, and I said, Rob Lowe? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And then I was like, let me look up this actor's name. Looked him up, Chad Lowe, and I was like, oh, he is Rob Lowe's brother. He is? He is. Oh! But both of us were like, why does he look like Rob Lowe so that much? That was very 
astute of you guys to notice. I didn't notice at all. Because he doesn't really look like him, but it's the eyes. I, yeah, I was about to say, it's. I can see the eyes for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, both of us just, like, couldn't put our finger on it. We were like, what the heck? And then at the same time, we were like, Rob Lowe. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love finding out that, like, random people are related. Oh, you know that's my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay, the last person we want to mention is Tori DeVito, who plays Melissa, who is Spencer's older sister, who... When she came up, I paused and I was Me like, too. is that Tori DeVito? Because she is in The Vampire Diaries. We talked about her in that episode because she was married to Paul Wesley, who plays Stefan in The Vampire Diaries for a few years while they were filming. And so I was just like, whoa, I never put together that she was also in this. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bianca Lawson thing. It's like they're in so many shows like this. Yeah. And you just don't remember. Yeah. I kind of love that this podcast makes me dive deep on the cast because then I recognize them and other stuff. It's like all of the puzzle pieces in my brain are starting to fit together. <laughs> yeah. It's one big picture. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into the episode? Let's do it. So we start out with a flashback and I didn't realize this. I like completely forgot that this is how the series starts, but it makes sense. So the girls, Hannah, Aria, Spencer, and Emily are all having a sleepover and throughout the sleepover, they're, like, getting spooked by Allison. And just, like, it sets the tone immediately, don't you think? Yeah, like, doesn't the door open and it's Allison? Are they in a barn? They're in a barn. Mm-hmm. They're in Spencer's barn. Okay, this is all making sense to me now. I actually didn't put that together until you just said it. Like, why, yes. why have I seen this so many times and I still didn't know that was Spencer's <laughs> barn? I was like, they're just in a barn somewhere. Like, Although when they were in a barn, I was like, why are they in a barn? Why are we opening the story because I also knew about Allison's disappearance, because that's the premise of the show. So then I was like, why is Allison here? Why are they in a barn? Why are there, like, a hundred candles on the floor for their sleepover? Like, it, as if it's this, like, romantic getaway or something. <laughs> and also, like, aren't their parents mad that they're putting a bunch of candles on the floor? Like, huge fire hazard. And I'm, I think this is just the near 30-year-old woman in me. <laughs> it's just, like, absolutely not fun anymore. That's so anyway, funny. Although I would have loved to have a barn that my friends and I had sleepovers at. That sounds yeah. ideal. Actually, in middle school, one of my good friends lived in Milton, which if you're from the like Atlanta area, you'll know Milton is like a slightly more rural suburb. And they had like one of those above garage. Like, it was a garage, but it was a, in quotes, barn that was a garage because it was like way in the back of their property. And I think they put like big riding lawnmowers and stuff in it maybe. And then there was a loft in the garage and that's where we had our sleepovers and it was so fun oh cool yeah i always went to the friends houses who had finished basements yes me too that was the move yes because i did not have i my house was like not the sleepover house or like the friends over house really so i was always going over to yes the finished basement house yes totally i lived in an apartment my whole life so Mm -hmm. i was like i'm not having sleepovers here (laughs) Okay, and so then the girls wake up from the sleepover, and Allie and Spencer are both gone. They, like, look around, and both of the girls are gone. And then the door opens, and Spencer comes back in and says she heard a scream, and so she went around looking for Allie and couldn't find her. They kind of set it up that we should be suspicious of Spencer here. Yeah, totally. Which is weird. I do remember when when I was just watching this, thinking... I don't ever remember being suspicious of Spencer when I watched this before, but we should be. Yeah. And then we get a flash across the screen that says one year later and we see a newspaper with Allie's face that says still missing. 
What? Why do you have such a skeptical face? I just, I don't know why. It didn't register when I watched it, but when you said still missing, I was like, the sass. I know. <laughs> I don't know if it's how you said it, but I was like, why would they say that? <laughs> I think it's just how you said it. There's a couple things about this that just like made me roll my eyes similarly. Like, I think we see a poster later in the episode that says, would be 16. And I'm like, it has been one year. Like, it's not like the children that go missing at age three and now they would be 12. And so then they have to put together what their face would look like and say would be 12. It says would be 16 one year later. That makes no sense to me. Anyway, it's that paired with the still missing is like, what? What? (laughs) Who wrote this? (laughs) So we find out that Aria has been gone for a year and she feels pretty reluctant to call her friends. It is the anniversary of Allie's disappearance. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the day that we've jumped to. It's like one year later, Aria, I think, was studying abroad for a year or something. I think her dad took a sabbatical. Okay. Were they they in Iceland? Why do I want to say they were in Iceland? I don't know. And now that she's back, you can tell all the girls have kind of split from each other. Like they're really just not friends anymore because her mom is telling her to call her friends and she's like not interested in talking to them, which is kind of interesting. And sort of in this scene where Arya is at home, her dad comes by to check on her and she reassures him that she's still keeping his secret. I love when a pilot episode does this. What? Like when they just drop the like, oh, somebody has a secret. Yeah. And like you just want to know more. Totally. They do a really good job of that in this show. Yeah, I will say by the end, I was like, I do want to know what happens. Like I do (laughs) almost want to watch another episode. Like I don't want to commit to rewatching all of it, but maybe like here and there. But if it was one season, I probably would. I think so. Yeah. I would love like a remake of this. I know they've done like spinoffs and stuff, but I want like a remake that's actually done well where they Mm -hmm. plan out the plot in advance. Mm -hmm. Make like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, HBO, please. talking to you. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be the thesis of every episode hbo please redo this show or movie <laughs> and make it better <laughs> wait just on a tangent they are making this like really popular book series a court of thorns and roses into a tv show or a movie or something they are i they didn't know are. that and i've only read the first book and i thought it was okay but like i'm gonna keep going because people love it i thought it was okay yes i've heard that it's so good and i'm on the wait list on libby Really, I've heard that book two is where it gets really good. Mm. And at the very end of book one, I was like, ooh, I'm committed. Mm. So I'm excited to read book two and I'll I'll let you know what I think. Oh. But they're turning that into a show of some sort. And the fans are so upset because Hulu is doing it. Mm. And they're like, please, HBO. <laughs> See, the people know. Yeah. HBO is the king of shows. Yeah. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Aria goes to drop her brother off at lacrosse, and so she goes to a bar for dinner to wait for him. And she has a beer. Yeah. Now that we're re-talking about it, I guess, are they trying to make the point that she's cultured because she spent a year in Europe? And she probably would have been drinking with her parents in Europe? Question mark? Maybe, but it's not like she's 18 in Europe. Like, that would make sense to me. Although I think in parts of Europe, you can drink at 16 with your parents. But I guess she might not even be 16, so I don't know. She must be 16. Oh, she's driving. she drove. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, we should not be doing the, the gymnastics. <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> like... it doesn't matter. Either way, she goes to a bar. They don't ID her, which, you know, happens. But she's just by herself drinking at a bar. That sounds no fun. In a small town, which they make a point for the whole rest of the episode to emphasize that it's a small town and everyone knows everyone and everyone knows everything. So then I'm like, 
how do you just casually waltz into a bar and not see anyone you know or like get in trouble? I don't know. It was just weird. And drink by yourself when you're 16. Where is the fun in that? I know. <laughs> I know. A She's beer. like, oh, rough day. I just need a drink. <laughs> I just need a beer. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. It's weird. And so she meets a guy at the bar. He asks what her major is, and she says she's leaning towards English. And then he says, oh, that's what I'm teaching. To which I'm like, once again with a small town, is this a college town? Question mark. Because he asks if she's going to the school and what her major is. In which case, this small town narrative needs to get thrown out the window. Because a college town is not the same as a small town where everyone knows each other. Doesn't he think she goes to, like, the community college or something? Maybe it's that. Maybe. Okay, maybe it's a community college. I don't know. And then he says, that's what I'm teaching, to which I'm like, there's no puzzle pieces getting put together here by either of them. (laughs) And then they're making out in the bathroom. I'm like, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I was, my jaw was on the floor. My jaw was on the floor because I also, I guess, know where this is going. And my jaw did not get picked back up for the rest of the episode after this. this. It's just like wild to me. I don't remember having an issue with this at all. Either. I thought it was so sexy <laughs> when I was 15. <laughs> and I remember watching it with my stepmom and I'm so curious if she was like, this is weird. Please send us a message on Instagram <laughs> if Please. you thought it was weird. <laughs> I'm assuming yes. Like I'm assuming every adult <laughs> thought this was weird and mm-hmm. it just was such a teen show that nobody said anything yeah and like i feel like it's always awkward watching things with your parents and everybody just is quiet and doesn't (laughs) acknowledge what's going on when things especially anything sexual and this was like a big makeout in the bar bathroom i won't continue but i could yeah it's just about to get worse so then we see hannah out at the mall she's with her friend mona and they see spencer and spencer and hannah have a moment kind of talking about ali and again we just get the impression the girls aren't really close anymore. They don't really like to talk about Allie. Everybody's still kind of weirded out and about what happened. And, you know, everybody's sad that it's the date of her disappearance. You can tell, though, that they are the two who still talk to each other, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, close anymore. Yeah. Also, can we just take a second, since they were shopping for clothes? Mm-hmm. I thought this show was going to be like when I watch Gilmore Girls and I'm like, oh, that's a cute outfit. Or when I watch like any other (laughs) show from the early 2000s that I'm, I remember being so cool. Mm -hmm. This show is not that way. No. Their outfits are very 2010. It gives Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place, (laughs) doesn't it? Like the leg warmers and the, yeah, it's not good. But I remember loving their outfits at the time. Yep. It just didn't age very well. But Spencer of all of them is the one whose outfit's... I like the most still. Same. Because I feel like her style was more like classic. Mm-hmm. So it ages well. Yeah, way less trendy. This is where we find out that Hannah has a shoplifting problem. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, she steals a pair of sunglasses and she doesn't get caught. And her friend Mona also steals a scarf. And we get the impression they do this all the time. This is like what they do for fun, which is wild. And so then we flip to the next morning where Arya is getting dropped off at school with her dad, and she watches her dad um, drive away, and, like, the sticker on the back of his car prompts this flashback for her, where she's walking home with Allie, and they make fun of Mona. And so we kind of, like, see that dynamic, where Mona used to be this, like, nerdy girl that they didn't talk to. And they walk by her dad's car, and this is where they see her dad cheating on her mom and making out with somebody in the car. Woof. Woof. So now we know the secret. And now we kind of know why they went away for a year. Mm-hmm. So then right after the flashback, she runs into Emily outside of the school and 
kind of like how we saw Spencer and Hannah the day before, like mentioning Allie and asking how the other one was doing. These two do that. So then we sort of have two pairs. We have like the Aria Emily and then the Hannah Spencer. At least that's how I read it. Yeah, me too. And as they're walking into school, like Aria's making a comment about how it's crazy that it's been a year since Allie's disappearance. And Emily says, we all know she's dead, right? And Aria says, I've just never heard anyone say it. The dialogue in the show just like is so cringe. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It makes me so sad though to think about because it's like if your friend had disappeared and it had been a year, mm-hmm. that year anniversary is when you start losing hope yeah you know and when you're like oh i don't think she's coming back Mm -hmm. and that's horrible yeah it's really sad and also i'm surprised they're not more scared yeah you know like i would be scared because i feel like there'd be a killer in town Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of the point i think they're alluding to the fact that the girls know more about what happened and aren't saying i feel like there's some allusions to that throughout the episode Mm, interesting and then they walk into class and Emily says, I heard the teacher is really hot. And I just, <laughs> how have we not put this together, Aria? I don't know. And I definitely didn't put it together at the time either. I don't mm. think when I first watched this in high school, I was like, oh, do do do. I don't remember. And then the teacher is writing on the board and he writes his name, Mr. Fitz. And he turns around and it's the guy from the bar. And like... He stares at Arya. I think, does he say, oh shit? I think he does. And everyone can and see this. everyone sees it. And everyone's looking back and forth between the two of them. And then this does not get brought up for the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> Nobody's like, hey, how'd you know the teacher? Yeah, even Emily is not like, that was weird. Are you okay? Are you good? Do you, Do know, you know him? him? Yeah. <laughs> like, her dad, Arya's dad, teaches at Hollis. And so if... Fitz went there, which I couldn't tell in the bar if that's what he was trying to say, that he went there or if he had just moved there. I don't know. Like, Emily could even just be like, was he your dad's student? Is that how you know him? Did he go to Hollis? Any question, any amount of questioning would be reasonable. The people in the show don't ask enough questions. Absolutely. So that's just the theme here. (laughs) That's the theme, yes. And so while this is happening, Arya gets a text and it says, maybe he fools around with students all the time. A lot of teachers do. Just ask your dad. A. So scary. So scary. You're right, though. Even as they're getting these texts, they're, they do not seem scared. Okay. At that moment, I would be looking up, uh-huh. looking around the room, who is in the classroom with me, mm-hmm. who could be watching this interaction, and then texting me about it. Absolutely. And like, who was in the bar? So many questions. Is this what parents think about their teens? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is making me think, like... I just can imagine, I can't think of an example, but I can imagine like me riding in the car with my mom and telling her something that's going on with me and my friends and her being like, and did you ask? Or like, and did you ask how, what they <laughs> thought about that? Or I don't know. I just can imagine that. I'm like, mm, maybe this is just, they just did a really good job making this show for teenagers. <laughs> They'd ask no questions. Yeah. Yeah. And Aria's first reaction is Allison because mm-hmm. Allison's the only person who would know. Right, because we saw her and Allison find her dad. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why she doesn't look around, but still, I'd be looking around for Allison. I don't know. Totally, yeah. Okay, so then after school, we see Emily at home with her mom. And this is also where, like, the small town feel kind of comes in, because we see her mom talking about other people in the town. And that's when we learn that Allison's family sold their house. So Emily brings over a basket to the new neighbors, and she meets Maya, her new neighbor. Instantly something between them. Yeah. I love it. I love this seeds planted there. 
I think Emily's character was so important to so many people. Completely. And I think that's why she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And also, she's just so sweet. She's so kind. Yeah. She's like, I think, the bet, like the most good hearted of all of them. Yeah. She's just a sweetie. Mm-hmm. And then it surprised me because I like remember Emily's character. I guess it's a spoiler. Okay. Spoiler alert. Fast forward. I remembered Emily's character being gay, a lesbian, bisexual. I don't remember exactly. But then she mentions having a boyfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I forgot that that was a thing. I completely forgot the whole journey that we go on in this whole season for her to like come out to her friends. I completely forgot. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember her having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So Maya asks her to help her move. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like just met you. Hi, can you come move boxes, boxes into my house? Weird. Weird. And then she sees a framed photo of Maya's boyfriend and asks, and then she's like, "Oh, I have a boyfriend too. His name is Ben. Mm-hmm. He swims with me." And then it's funny to me that Maya keeps calling Emily a jock. Because, <laughs> like, at least at our high school, I feel like the swimmers were not jocks. Like, they were not the big athletes. No. They were certainly athletic. Swimming is so hard. But I feel like when you hear the term, like, quote, jock, you think of, like, football players. For us, like, in the South, I feel like a lacrosse players, maybe baseball players. Did she do both, though? Did she also play, like, field hockey or something? Spencer plays field hockey. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Which is also feels kind of out of character. Okay, and then Maya and Emily smoke weed together. And there's this, like, kind of cute, funny, flirty moment where she's, like, asking if she's ever smoked weed before. And Emily says no. And then Maya's like, oh, so I is it okay if I corrupt you or something? And then mm-hmm. Emily's like, yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cute. Then we cut to Spencer. Her sister Melissa is in town. And this is Tori DeVito. She says that she and her fiance are going to move into the barn that Spencer has been renovating. And this is just like a huge deal to Spencer. She's like, wait, wait, wait. I made a deal with mom and dad mm-hmm. that after I renovated the barn, I could live there for junior year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, sorry. Do you really want us to like stay in mom and dad's house? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obviously although if i was the older sister in this situation i'd be like you can let me have the barn for a few months yeah but i understand depends on the time frame if she renovated it herself yeah did she uh, i think so that's the vibe i got yeah she worked hard on it did she did she renovate it herself they could afford to just pay someone to did do she it? just like design it maybe maybe uh, i feel like i'm being rude now but <laughs> <laughs> and then ren is he the fiance yet? I actually don't know. I don't know. I think maybe boyfriend at this okay, point. Boyfriend. I Ren is Melissa's boyfriend slash fiance. We're not sure. And he is smoking outside of the barn. Mm-hmm. This is like a very flirty moment between him and Spencer because Spencer's outside reading To Kill a Mockingbird. And she's like, does Melissa know that you smoke? And he's like, she doesn't have to know everything. Which, no. Uh, hate. Hate immediate immediate hate. <laughs> red flag red hate, flag hate this is also where i was just like this fucking show we have the teacher student this we grown ha- man this grown yeah doctor yeah. is he a doctor doctor yes with a 16 year old med school i guess who is his girlfriend's little sister who he's living with now hate and then she's like oh you're not like melissa's other boyfriends i actually like you <sighs> <laughs> So then Arya goes to Mr. Fitz's classroom, kind of to, like, just address what's going on, because she alluded to the fact that she was in college and he believed it. 
So she walks in. Mr. Fitz says, I thought that you were in college. And she says, well, actually, I just said that I'm planning on majoring in English, which is true. So there was just like a little bit of withholding the truth but and if assumptions. You, if you were at a bar drinking uh-huh. beer totally, and you were talking about what your major was, I would assume you're in college. Safe assumption. You're 21 or over. Safe assumption. Absolutely. And he's probably, what, 22, 23? Yeah, he's young. I got the impression that he just graduated and then this was his first teaching job. Same. Mm -hmm. And he looks like a baby in this, but still, oh, this is just so creepy. Hate it. Like, understand that the accident happened at the beginning. I understand how, but Mm -hmm. now it's over. Yeah. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is what he says. Yeah, he yeah. does. He says, I'm sorry, it's just not right. Because she's like, I knew you could feel it too. This is, we're supposed to be together. Or something really dramatic after you hooked up one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very stage five clinger, 16-year-old behavior. Yeah. <laughs> which would not, which to him, you would think he would go, oh my God, hate, hate, hate this. Oh my gosh. And then this scene happens with Emily. She's walking home with Maya. As they're walking, they're like hands brush against each other. So we're getting it. We're getting that there's something between them. They both have boyfriends, but her boyfriend is also long distance. Like I think she said he's back in California. So we're like, something's here. Something's going on. And then as they get to the house, they're like saying goodbye and they go to hug, but then they kiss each other on the cheek, but then they act as if they kissed on the lips. That's true. It was awkward. I hated it. I mean, it was so cute and like endearing, but I was also just like, how did that happen? How did it happen? (laughs) Their reaction to the awkwardness Mm -hmm. was like, ooh, I'm in love, Mm -hmm. which is, which is cute, but the scene didn't like match their reaction. Agreed. Agreed. It was a moment where Emily was vulnerable because she was telling Maya that the girl who used to live in her house disappeared and it's really hard for her to talk about. And that's Mm -hmm. what like prompted the kiss. Mm -hmm. But it like wasn't really like did the lips even touch the cheek? I don't even know. No, it was like if we went to hug, but then instead of putting your head to the side, you both kept your heads forward. And so then your cheeks were touching in the hug. Yeah. But your lips happened to also touch the their cheek. I think it was portrayed awkwardly, but it was supposed to be this sweet, like, moment of intimacy that was kind of secret between Mm -hmm. them. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. But I just don't know if that's how it came across. Yes, I think they were trying to do somewhere between a hug and a kiss. Maybe to just, like, really spell out what was happening for the people. Uh The people in the back. And they definitely needed to do that in 2010 when it was like, oh, yeah, they're just friends. How cute, these girls. Yeah, yeah I can imagine like some older like parents especially just being like, ah, <laughs> so cute. And then after practice, Emily gets a note in her locker that says, hey, Em, I've been replaced. You found another friend to kiss. A. Whoa. Whoa. That's so scary. So scary. But who could it be if not Allison? Right. You know? So she's freaked out. But still not as freaked out as I feel like she should be. Yeah. I would be, I don't know, though, because I guess all of this is, like, secretive. It's, like, the things that are mentioned in the notes are specifically the things that you wouldn't tell your parents. Yeah. So I don't know. And, again, just also spelling it out out loud for the people in the back. Yes. You used to kiss this friend that we think is Allison, and now you kiss your new friend, who's your neighbor. This scene that happens next is too far. Just too far. (laughs) Spencer is standing in her kitchen. She's in her bikini. Mm -hmm. And then Ren comes in in his swimsuit, too. And he starts massaging her because she says something about, like, field hockey practice. She hurt her neck. 
and he's a doctor or in med school or whatever. So he's like, oh, here, I bet it's this. And he's like deeply massaging her. Yeah, I think it's this fluid filled sack. Let me get that for you. Hate. How, do you, how do you know? How do you know that? And also, right when he walked in, he goes, oh, can I get a towel? And she's holding a towel and he just looks at it and she she just rolls her eyes and then throws him the towel. And I'm like, you're such a dick, sir. That is not. Yeah. That's the towel she was wearing. And you just, wanted, use. You yeah. just wanted to see her. Yeah. Uh, or like you're being an asshole and saying, I need a towel and I didn't think to get one. So can I have yours? And then Melissa comes home. And they hear her and immediately scatter. Like, Spencer runs outside, basically. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's like, oh, who are you talking to? And Ren says, no one. So it's just giving ick. It's giving ick. Don't like it. Hey, so we see Arya's parents. They're having a glass of wine. And her dad mentions that they really bonded while they were away for the last year. And he doesn't want to lose that now that they're home. And they have this kind of awkward conversation of like, we're good. We're so good right now. And they like hug. Yeah, and the mom is kind of like, why wouldn't we be good now that we're home? Right. Like, what would get in the way? Because he says something would get in the way of their love or something. And it's like, "Mm, well, his college students that he likes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Creepy all around. Again, questions are good. Questions are good. Back to Spencer. She's watching Melissa and Ren kiss from up in her bedroom. She can, like, see the entrance to the barn and they're kissing. And she's a little bit jealous, you can tell. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she gets a message on her computer, and it's from A, of course. It says, poor Spencer, always wants Melissa's boyfriends, but remember, if you kiss, I tell. Creepy. Immediately cuts to a flashback that explains that to us. In the flashback, we're at Spencer's house, and it's Hannah, Allison, and Spencer's. I think it's all the girls except for Emily, maybe? Was Emily there? I don't think Emily was there. Yeah. Maybe. Hannah grabs a cookie, and Allison says, are you going to eat that, sweetie? Uh... This is like a whole side tangent of like 2010s fat shaming that goes on throughout the series Mm -hmm. that I hate. But the purpose of the flashback is that Melissa and her old boyfriend, Ian, walk by and they're talking and basically Allison says, Spencer, you need to tell your sister. And like the whole room stops. Like, what is she talking about? And then Spencer's like, oh, nothing. And they keep walking. And we basically find out that Spencer and Ian kissed. And so this is not the first time that Spencer's been interested in somebody that her sister is with. And Allison is like, I'm going to tell her if you don't. Yeah, which is so aggressive. And Spencer's like, I thought we were friends. This is just so much funnier now that she's 12 to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's so intimidating. Mm -hmm. She is. She's scary. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm also like, throughout this whole pilot, throughout the whole show, I think, I was always like, I... Are they so obsessed with her? Mm-hmm. What is it about her? She's not a good friend. She's mean. Mm-hmm. She holds secrets over their heads. Why do they love her so much? I don't know. And so then Spencer says, if Allison tells, then sh- then Spencer is going to tell everybody about Jenna. The Jenna thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, hmm, what's the Jenna thing? And then we come back to present day and Spencer's still staring out the window. And she swears she sees Allison in the neighbor's window like we see somebody with blonde hair like turn around in the window which is so creepy emily and aria then tell each other about the messages that they got that only allison would have known they don't tell each other the secrets they just say only allison would have known and they think that she's not really dead now and that she's playing with them like she always did and they know they can't tell anyone because these are their deepest darkest secrets mm-hmm We finally get to Hannah. I feel like we haven't really seen her except for the shoplifting scene. Mm -hmm. She's eating dinner with her mom and they talk about 
her dad leaving them. And Hannah is very much not like in denial, but she's lying about it. She won't accept the truth that like he left. She thinks it sounds better to just say that it was like a mutual thing between her mom and her dad. But we can tell this really hurts her and her mom. Sad. And then Spencer texts her and tells her that they need to talk. Then the cops show up. Hannah goes to the door and they start handcuffing her. They said that they caught her shoplifting Mm -hmm. on the security cameras. And these are like detectives. Do they do this? Do they come to your house like this and arrest you? I don't know. I don't know either. For a pair of sunglasses? I don't know. And then at the police department, Hannah starts grabbing some candy off of the little waiting room table. And now she gets her message. Be careful, Hannah. I hear prison food makes you fat. A. I'm rolling my eyes the biggest eye roll ever. Yeah, so mean. Again, though, she doesn't look around the police department to be like, who could have possibly seen me eating these M&Ms or whatever they are? Like, that's the first thing I would do is be like, somebody's watching me. Who's watching? Totally. Nope. Nope. And then it's obvious that the cops get like a call that something really big happened. So they all leave. All their sirens are going off and Hannah and her mom leave the police department. And while they're in the car, her mom is super disappointed in her. And she's like, Hannah, I don't understand. I buy you everything that you need to be popular. Why did you steal a pair of sunglasses? And this is where that theme of this being a small town comes in too. Because she's like, everyone will know that you did this. And why Mm -hmm. would you risk it all for that? And then it comes out that Hannah's doing it to get her dad's attention. And I just like, I don't know if those like match up as well. Yeah. Because then it's like she would want to get caught. Right. I like, I can see that being like a subconscious thing. You're acting out and being rebellious. And the reason is because this traumatic thing is happening. And then also maybe there's a hope that if you do get caught, he'll have to come back. Mm -hmm. But not like explicitly. Yeah. And it was weird. Her mom instantly called it out. And then Hannah's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the writers just needed us to know. Yeah. (laughs) And then her mom tells her something shocking. She's not like the normal mom who might be like, all right, you're just going to own up to it. Like this was your mistake. Mm -hmm. She says, you're going to deny everything. Because I'm taking care of this. Yeah, I feel like this whole kind of interaction gives us like a really immediate sense of her relationship with her parents, both of them, and how like image conscious her family is. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom's all about status. Mm hmm. So then we cut back to Emily. We see sirens outside of Allison's house, and Emily runs up because she's worried about Maya, obviously, because now Maya lives there. And Maya says, Oh, Emily, I'm so sorry. They found your friend. And Emily goes, I knew it because. The girls have been getting these texts, and so she's like, I knew that she was still alive. And Maya says, oh, no, 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 they found her body. And then we see them, like, rolling away a body bag on a gurney. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I have so many questions. Where? How? Why? Wouldn't they have checked the house, like, and they found her, obviously, on the property? I'm confused. (laughs) So many questions. (laughs) (laughs) And Arya and Spencer are also there. They're kind of, like, standing out behind the police line. And they say something about how Hannah was at the police department. So then they were worried that they maybe spilled the beans on the Jenna thing. Which, again, this is why I was saying earlier, like, that the girls maybe had something to do with something. And that's maybe why they aren't scared, because they keep, like, referencing this thing. And then the fact that Hannah being at the police department, getting brought up when they were finding Allison's body, and that being related to the Jenna thing, just, like, maybe go, huh. Yeah. But Hannah overhears and walks up to them and says, we made a promise. So she's saying that she didn't say anything about the Jenna thing and she was at the police department for a different reason, obviously. 
then this weird scene happens. We go to Hannah's house and she's, it's like that night and she's eating ice cream, watching the news. And we hear this like banging noise and she turns around and her mom is making out with a detective down the hallway, like aggressively. As if they don't see her or know she's home. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was weird. Uh, yeah. It gave me ick, icky vibes. And I think it was supposed to. Yeah. Because then her mom is going up the stairs with him and she gives her like a knowing look over her shoulder. Like, this is what I'm doing for you. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. Yeah. This whole like episode just made me sad for Hannah. Yeah. And so then we go to Allison's funeral. And while everybody's at the funeral, Arya and Ezra, okay, Mr. Fitz, go off to have like a side conversation and he apologizes and she says, are you saying sorry for being a jerk to me? (laughs) Like referencing when he said that he didn't want to be with her? (laughs) Or are you apologizing about Allison? Like saying, I'm sorry. And he says both. He's sorry about Allison and for being a jerk. And then she's like, you know, I would never want to do anything to get you in trouble, right? And then she starts walking away and he grabs her and they make out. At the funeral when her parents are there. <laughs> I screamed. I screamed. The whole student body is there. Yeah. They would see this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it I hate so it. much. I'm just like, he, she's a child. How did this happen? How did this make it to TV? <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it, the whole show. Adults wrote this show. Adults. Yeah. Grownups. And I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, this was the relationship that I liked the most on the show. Me too. This was my favorite part of the show. So messed up. I can't even keep talking about it because I'm I like, I'm just going to say the same things. Like, how? 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 How did it happen? <laughs> like, in the reality of the show, how did he think it was okay? How did she think it was okay? How did the adults who wrote it think it was okay? Also, like, and maybe this is my codependence, but if... I made out with the teacher and had fully made him believe that I was a college student and it was cool. And then I'm sitting in my high school desk with all my high school friends and he turns around and is the teacher. I would be more embarrassed than I had ever been in my entire life. I would not be like, you're being a jerk for ignoring me. No. <laughs> like, no. I would want to die. Mortified. Yeah. And that's just on her side. His side is the worst side. Like, <laughs> he, how does he think this is okay? Why did it get put on TV? Why did it get put on TV in like a sexy way? Like this is like a fun undiscovered office romance. Yeah, it's like a, it's sexy because it can't happen. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, 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 it can't happen. It's illegal. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it can't happen because it's not allowed. Anyway. So icky, so icky. But also I want to like it because I also think he's cute and nice. Yeah, it's because Aria, Lucy Hale is 21. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, they are like the same age, these two actors. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't look as creepy. Yeah, that's a really good point. I should say it didn't look creepy at the time. Mm -hmm. I really just feel like this went out over everybody's heads. Mm -hmm. Like no one was outraged as far as I remember. Mm -hmm. No, I don't remember this being a topic of conversation other than it was cool. So disturbing. (laughs) And these are like the moments where I realized that we actually have come a long way since 2010. (laughs) Because a lot of days it doesn't feel like it but seeing the like fat jokes and this relationship happen in this episode and thinking that i don't remember flagging that as much at the time mm-hmm. like, okay we've come somewhere yeah then allison's mom has the girls sit together up front at the funeral because it's what allison would have wanted hannah grabs aria's hand and so like you can see this like they're all connected over this like grief now mm-hmm Although, to be honest, none of them seem very sad, mm-hmm. except for Emily, who's crying. But maybe it's because they, like, already accepted it, and maybe they're in shock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Arya gets a text, and they all get scared. And that's how 
all four of them realize they are all getting messages from A. And then a girl walks into the funeral and she is blind. She's being helped by somebody and she has glasses on. And the girls turn around and say, Jenna, why is Jenna here or something? Yeah. And then Allison's mom is like, I didn't realize she and Allison were friends. And Spencer goes, they weren't. So we know something went down. This is the Jenna thing. Something about this is the Jenna thing. And then after the funeral, the detective comes up to all the girls and says he wants to talk to each of them. And the girls are confused because they're like, we talked to you when she went missing. And he said, yes, but now this is a murder. So I'm going to be going through all of your statements again. And I'm going to find out what happened last summer. Very dramatic. And then the girls all get texts at the same time. And it says probably one of the most iconic lines of this show. Mm -hmm. I'm still here, bitches. And I know everything. A. Now I'll read it out loud together. And that's where it ends. Yeah. I was about to say, it's a good pilot. <laughs> no, I think structurally this pilot is really good because it like keeps you on the edge of your seat mm -hmm. and it really like kicks off so many things could happen in this show. Yep. There's like the plot twists of like you think Allison's back, but then they find her body. I'm and then interested in each girl in their own personal lives, which is yeah. a lot of people to be really interested in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. as much as things didn't age well. You know, I think it was entertaining. Mm -hmm. The story is good. As good as it can be. <laughs> again, HBO, pick it up. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up, it remove the teacher thing, or send yeah. him immediately to jail. <laughs> make it better. Make it, I don't know how you make that better. No, you like you just <laughs> send him immediately to jail. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> like, I would love to see like a Mr. Fitz with a different teacher. Yeah, that's fine. And like make that a thing somehow. Sure. Or make them all in college. That's different. Yeah. Yes. Then it's, it can be allowed. And it's still like the power dynamics and like this isn't right because he is obviously in a position of power over her. But mm -hmm. then you can like play with that more and like discuss the morality of that. Like make him a TA. Yeah. They don't discuss the morality of this at all. They're just like, it's fine. They didn't know each other. Yeah, I can't. Okay. <laughs> we got to stop. <laughs> I didn't realize how many spinoffs this show had. I had no idea. Ravenswood, which I never heard of. Mm -mm. And then Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionists, I also hadn't heard of. Nope. And then most recently, I did hear of this one, um, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin. And that I've one I actually heard. started watching. Oh, yeah? And I was disappointed, so I stopped watching it. Bummer. I was hoping it would get me back into it. It did not. Mm. But if you have watched any of those and you like or recommend them, let us know. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. You are basically our best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, want to elaborate? <laughs> you listened to the episode. You liked it. You're uh -huh. our best friend. So act like it. Uh -huh. Follow us on Instagram and talk to us and tell us what you thought. There it is. There she goes. <laughs> yeah. You are our best friend. Is that what we should start calling our listeners? Besties. Like now people have listener things is besties cringe to say i don't know am i too probably. old is my probably millennial chuggy, showing actually it's probably not cringe probably chuggy is chuggy still a thing oh my god i thought it was i thought that was a gen z thing i feel like once the millennials start catching on to the lingo it's not cool <laughs> it's anymore it's not cool yeah i'll just be sitting here with my side part oh, i have a this cowlick. is a good cue for my youngest sister emma she is she teaches me the new gen z lingo every time i see her <laughs> i hate that i just said that. i'm not i'm only five years older than her but we're like Gen Z millennial cusp. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> but there's a lot we're of young. like crossover where like we don't connect to what they're doing now, but yeah. like we do at the same time. Like Riz? Don't get it. <laughs> I know. No. I like that one. Oh, you like it? I do. Oh. I don't say it, but I like it. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. I can't say it. 
I can't say it. I can't say any of the slang without... The only thing I say is it's giving, which is probably millennial to say. I don't know. Yeah, I like that one. We have to stop. It's okay. I think most of our listeners are our age, so they'll they'll get it. Our younger sisters will not. We won't live it down, but... No, and my brother calls me a boomer, so... On that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. If you guys are traveling this weekend for Thanksgiving, safe travels. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.